Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What's going on, everybody? Uh, today, I want to talk a little bit about the music industry. And there's uh, two artists in particular that I want to zoom in on their situations and uh, kind of talk about uh, Summer Walker and Meek Mill. Summer Walker and, Me and Meek Mill are two artists that have uh, come across my desk in terms of artists who feel like they got a little bit duped. They got a little bit exploited by the industry. So I want to kind of break some of this down for you uh, today on drboystv.com. So get comfortable, buckle up your seatbelt. We're going to get started right now. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to cold side for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is blissful, we can turn into intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. Uh, today, uh, I want to talk about uh, two artists that actually came to my attention uh, because of my daughters. Uh, my daughters were getting all excited and jumping up and down over two artists, or well, one artist in particular that they like, and one artist that I've known about for a while. Uh, and th her name was Summer Walker. And Summer Walker is this beautiful young lady who is apparently ripping it up and, and really making... Um, you know, a lot of waves in the music industry. She's out of Atlanta. I think she's about 25 years old. I believe she was born in 1996. And uh, anybody, you know, if you know um, my background, you'll know that I re I remember 1996. I was a grown up in 1996, so I could probably be Summer Walker's father. And I wish I was her daddy because it sounds like Summer Walker uh, ended up in a situation that a lot of artists have ended up in. Um, you know, Summer Walker is not the first person to uh, sign what would be defined as a predatory record deal. Now, I read a long article in uh, Rolling Stone magazine today about it, and uh, they were talking extensively about uh, the nature of the deal and uh, how she sold her masters for almost nothing. Uh, how I, th I believe that her advance was about $110,000, which uh, a lot of music industry executives have said would be a very bad deal. And, uh, and I think the fundamental question that I would ask you today is, uh, did did Summer Walker and Meat Mill get screwed? Uh, did they get screwed, or is this how the game is played? Uh, is what are the different ways to kind of look at some of this? So, uh, so first of all, let me just say hello and good morning to everybody. Uh, what's up, everybody on Instagram? My Instagram is the Real Boys Watkins. If you like intelligent black conversations, follow me on Instagram. I like being black and intelligent. I believe black people can be as intelligent as we want to be. Ain't nothing uppity about being intelligent. You want to be smart because if you're not smart, if you play dumb. That they gonna they gonna play you they gonna play you for a sucker so so uh, so we sucker free up in this mug so if you if we if you want to be sucker free type the word sucker free in the chat uh, intelligent people do not become suckers so I want you to be as intelligent as possible and I don't apologize for that uh, so anyway let uh, hit the thumbs up button hit the thumbs up share subscribe button if you haven't done it yet uh, so let's let's talk about this so in case you don't know who Summer Walker is let me just tell y'all this is for this is for the OGs this is for the people who are over the age of forty you may not know who Summer Walker is. Well, let me just tell you, Summer Walker is is a great performer. She's very talented. She sings really well. Now, mind you, I'm going to tell you all the truth. 
music's kind of changed, you know, since uh, since I kind of grew up. I remember a time where music, uh, the, sometimes the music sounds very combative. You know, the men are talking about like, girl, how can I get in your pants and, and make a baby with you and then abandon the baby and you ain't nothing if you don't get down and give me head or whatever, right? Yeah, it's getting kind of kind of crazy, you know, because I listen, I listen a little bit to like the Bryson Tillers. Bryson's actually out of Louisville, Kentucky. My daughter knows him and his family and all that, right? And then, um, and then the women, the women, you know, tend to have a, a very combative tone. Also, if you listen to Summer Walker's music, you hear a lot of sadness. You hear a lot of trauma, and and people don't know this. Like a lot of times when you're young, you don't know what trauma is until somebody explains it to you. You know, my wife is a therapist. She's a full professor of social work, and we have studied trauma. And people don't know how bad trauma is. In fact, give me a yes or no. I'm gonna get back to Summer Walker. I promise. But y'all know me. I got I gotta really break it down for y'all so y'all can really understand the whole picture. Um, trauma. Oh, people don't know how bad sorry. trauma is. Let me turn this off. I hit I hit the wrong button. My bad. Um, so, so, uh, so let, give me, let me ask y'all a question. Give me a yes or no in the chat. If you are a black person who feels like you went through some horrible shit at some point, like, tell me if you've ever, if you feel like you've gone through something that a child should never have to go through, maybe your, your cousin got murdered. You got you know, beat half to death. Uh, you were in a car accident and damn near lost your life, you know, whatever, right? Give me a yes or no. If you feel like you've been traumatized. Maybe you went to war and saw your buddy get shot. Maybe you, you're just from the hood and you saw terrible things happen in the hood. Give me a yes, right? So most black people have trauma and they, most black people do. Now, one thing I want to tell you about, and this is related to Summer Walker, I promise, because the music, if you listen to it, a lot of the music that comes out of young people is really trauma music. It's talking about the pain they've experienced. It's talking about the suffering that they've, that they've gone through. Uh, it's, it's talks it talks about you know uh, everything from the trauma of of having your heart broken in a relationship, which is actually deeply connected on the subconscious level to the fact that maybe when you were a kid, your daddy abandoned you, right? Your first boyfriend, the first man you ever trusted, wasn't even there, right? So that then spills over into your relationships. And so what happens, unfortunately, is that a lot of people get together and, uh, and they they get together long enough to have sex and make a baby. And then the baby, you know, just doesn't have both parents. Like I asked um, one of the young ladies I mentor, you know, I said, how many of your friends have both their mother and their father in the house? Now, she kind of lived in the hood a little bit, but she was my she was my sweetheart. I loved her to death and, uh, and I was very close to her. And I said, how many of your friends have a mother and a father and she said none she said none like not one and i and i and that made me sad because in case you don't know for any young person listening there was a time where most black families had a mother and a father right and a father is very important a father protects you like from child molesters and all that a good father will protect you from that ain't nothing happening to my girls in my house if i'm up in this mug right uh you know and so at the same so so my point is to say that there's a lot uh, out here in the music that really reflects this trauma and it makes me kind of sad, but it is what it is, you know, right? So so another traumatic aspect of music is that the music industry is not designed to empower anybody, right? The music industry is designed to exploit the shit out of you, right? So I was reading this article this morning about Summer Walker and, uh, and also it made me think about Meek Mill as well where basically they're kind of singing the same tune, right? The, the, the same tune that you've heard from many artists in the past. Uh, and the tune is record label screwed me the record label screwed me record label tip my money record label screwed me right like like it's like okay yeah I, I i've heard that guy so many times and i empathize right i really do i think it's very important to understand these stories but let me just tell you this is not the first time this story has been has been told uh, anybody who watches things like unsung and behind the music and stuff like that you'll know these stories right these stories have been around for a hundred years they've been around a hundred years uh, anybody, anybody remember this group right here? Uh, you, you know these guys, Ronnie, Robbie, Ricky, and Mike. I like the girl. Who cares who you like? That new edition. 
like new edition. Actually, one of the guys right here, this one, Ronnie, is actually he's actually in the black business school and he's real deep into financial stuff. And and uh, he does re a really good job with the money in his family. And, and I believe that that is um, uh, probably the result of the fact that they 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 had one of the worst stories ever. I think they did a world tour and made all this money and sold out stadiums and all that. And then after the tour was over, they got sent a check for like a dollar eighty seven or something like that. So this is not new, right? This this exploitation by the music industry is something that has happened, you know, for many 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 years. Now um, now here's the thing. Here's where I want to kind of dig in a little bit, right? Um, you know, so there's another picture of New Edition, by the way. If in case you want, and then if you want to see what they look like now, this is what they look like now. They still they're still kind of still the same dynamic, right? It hasn't, you know, and they're still making that money, right? They, they still have a fan base and they're going to be like the Rolling Stones, probably performing until they're 75, 80 years old. And that's okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. While white people do it, you know, y'all can do it too. Uh, so here's the thing, right? Um, when I read this story about Summer Walker and, uh, and I saw what they were saying about her contract, first thing I, I will mention is I haven't heard anything from Summer Walker herself saying, you know, this record label screwed me, right? This is terrible. I think the company's LVRM. I believe that's the, 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 it was an acronym LVRM management or something like that. Um, so I, I didn't hear Summer Walker herself saying, you know, I got screwed uh, by the industry, right? So Summer Walker is, uh, is big right now. You know, she just, you know, released her album. Everybody's talking about it. Apparently at least all the 16 year old girls love it. And my daughters were in there dancing to Summer Walker songs and they knew all the lyrics. And, um, and, and I, I just paid attention, right? Cause I listened to what our kids are listening to. I pay attention to what's going on and, and what's going into the heads of our kids. And uh, except I listen like it, like a father, right? I'm listening to the lyrics very carefully. Right. And according to Rolling Stone magazine, uh, the deal apparently sucks. And they say that many experts agree that the deal sucks. Um, they the, the the album is called Still Over It. It come it came out or it comes out Friday, but which I, I guess it came out yesterday. And um, and basically uh, everybody's been talking about it, everybody's excited about it, but now the conversation is around her her contract. And apparently her contract was leaked. And I'm reading here, uh, it says uh, that according to Rolling Stone. Um, let's see. The music isn't the only thing that got people talking. Documents obtained by Rolling Stone show that the singer may have signed a crappy deal back in 2017, to say the least. Now, in 2017, Summer Walker was, I believe, 21 years old. Right. And uh, and that just leads you to kind of question whether or not a 21 year old should be signing much of anything. Right. Uh, you know, but but then again, though, you know, some would say, OK, let's say let's say we make a law that says 21 year olds can't sign contracts, well, then 21-year-olds would be complaining, right? We would say that that's unfair. Or what if we said, you know, record labels, if if the contract does not meet certain requirements, then uh, th these contracts are illegal. They're not allowed, right? Well, then people would be upset. They'd say, man, I want to have my shot. I'll sign any deal, etc." Now, Melvin Turner has an interesting question. He says, didn't Dame jack you? No, Dame and Dash did not jack me. I'm not a dummy. Maybe you're a dummy, but I'm not a dummy. Sorry, man. But I no, I worked with Dame and Dash and everything went fine because I do read the contracts that are put in front of me. I don't just sign stuff and not think about it. Now, uh, they said Walker assignment to LVRN or Love Renaissance. And according to the music publication, now pay attention. Now, I want you all to pay attention to these numbers and tell me what you think about these numbers. When she was first signed uh, where she wasn't famous, she was just, you know, one of 10,000 singers out there. Um, she got $110,000 as an advance. Now, remember, an advance is the money that you get against money that you're going to make, right? So it's not, it's more like a loan, right? It's like saying, okay, here's some money to hold you over so you can live it up a little bit. 
while we work on getting you ready for the market, right? So uh, in advance isn't isn't like compensation, it's just a loan, but it's kind of compensation. It's like an advance on your paycheck. Like here's some money uh, it, that you're gonna make for us, like for the next six months, you're gonna work and you're gonna pay it back. And uh, and it, so it is kind of income, but it's really not, right? It's, it's a loan against future earnings. Like, you know, just the same way, if I run a company and I go to a bank and I get a loan, a loan is kind of an advance where, the bank is saying, here's money. When you go make your money, come back and pay us back the money that you owe us. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. So the advance was $110,000 and the royalty rate is 16%, which means that she gets 16 cents on every dollar that she makes after the initial advance has been recouped. So the record label has basically said this. The record label said, look, if you give me back, we, you know, whatever we invest in you, we want to get our money back. After we get our money back, you can have 16 cents on every dollar that is made after we make back our original investment. Now, let me ask you all this. I want to ask you a question, and then I'm going to explain an economic concept to you to kind of help you understand how to analyze this. Just so you know, I'm not coming into this uh, with the victim mentality, but I'm also not coming into this with, uh, with that's in a way that's going to defend those who are accused of predatory behavior. I'm coming into this as an economist. You guys know my PhD is in finance, so I tend to see things objectively. I don't get into the whole "woe is me, I'm black." That means I'm a victim. Nonsense! Like, stop all that. That's stupid. So, uh, so here's here's where um, I, I want to ask you all this question. Give me a yes or no. If you are an unsigned artist, some of y'all in here are unsigned artists. Some of y'all are not um, are great and talented and stuff like that, but you don't have a record deal. If somebody came along and said, look, um, I'm going to invest in you. I'm going to invest a million dollars or whatever into uh, making you ready for the world. I'm going to make call all my contacts to get you on the radio and make you famous um, and to hold you over while we work on your talent. I'm going to give you one hundred and ten thousand dollars right now. And if the deal goes through, you got to give me 16 percent. And the 16% isn't just what we sell in music. The 16% is every piece of earning that we make from your brand. Everything, when we build your brand, you're going to get 16 cents out of every dollar. Would you sign that deal? Give me a yes or no. How many of you would sign the deal? Okay, Rent, Rent Mistera says no. Uh, yes or no. Let's say that's, and let's say that's the only deal you have, right? So <clears throat> if you don't sign the deal, then you, you get to keep working at Wendy's or whatever you're doing, right? Are you singing? You know, okay, I see it. Fuck no. Okay, Greg says, <laughs> all right. Shanera says no. Karen says no. Okay, I see a lot of no's. Okay, okay. All right, I, that, that makes sense. I respect that. Now, here's the thing. Um, You know, there's this thing in economics called uh, ex post versus ex ante. I'm about to break it down for you in terms of how to analyze something like this. Ex post is after the fact. Ex ante means before the fact. So the way you analyze, or say, a record deal, I've noticed that there's a difference between how we analyze things ex post versus ex ante. Uh, because let's just be clear. Let's just be clear. There's some singer right now who's as talented as Summer Walker, but that singer isn't famous yet. And they're a dime a dozen. Like I, I go out on the road and I meet, do you, you have you have no idea how many artists ever since I put ever since I accidentally put um young, the rapper Young MA on the map. Uh, and also I played a part in the success of Victory Boyd, who's now signed with Rock Nation. Um, you know, er ever since that happened, like literally my inbox is usually full every day. I get every day. I'm not kidding. Every day I get something in my email saying, Dr. Boyce, can you listen to my music? Dr. Boyce, can you check out my album? Dr. Boyce, I just made a new song. Dr. Boyce, can you put me on? 
right? And I don't even, and I'm not even, I can't, I can't, I'm not, I don't know how to put somebody on. I, it was an accident. I put Young Young and May on my Facebook page before she was signed, and it went viral because she's talented, right? Young and May is very talented. I, I, the music isn't my style. Um, I don't. I, it, it's not because it's because I I don't like the young lady or young man, whatever she, whatever her pronoun is. I respect all of that. I don't know what I don't. You know, don't ask me to explain. I can't. But I don't really enjoy hearing you know us rap about like killing other black people, and and also I don't really enjoy the fact, and it's not her fault. She's traumatized too. We all are. Um, I don't really enjoy hearing like what I call death music. You know, just music where the where the 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 imagery and the messaging is very toxic, uh, very violent, uh, very uh, disrespectful to each other. Like, you know, girl, I'm gonna get you to suck my blanket blank and then I'm gonna slap the hell out of you and throw you out the club. You know, uh, we talk about drugs and alcohol. Um, I've seen people die from drugs and alcohol, you know. So so again, I'm a little bit older. I'm, I'm you know, so I, 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 I see it different. Um, and, uh, and I, I don't think you can disconnect what you see in a lot of the hip hop music, the trauma music that white people promote this. I mean, they, they like this. They like seeing you, uh, celebrate your death. They love that because they're like, well, we want black people to die anyway, and we don't care about them. So keep, keep rapping about it. Dave Chappelle made that point. Dave Chappelle said, you know, I call, I use the N word thousands of times on the Chappelle show. And not only did they not have a problem with it, but they offered me $50 million to keep doing it. Right. But also, you you can't disconnect what you see in the music with the fact that 200 rappers died last year. Did y'all know that? Give me a yes or no if you knew that. Did y'all know that last year alone, 200 rappers died, right? So if you're into spirituality on any level, you know, any you know, you talk about vibrations and spirit levels, they got you operating on that baseline animal frequency. You're operating on that low level frequency. That's why these horrible things are happening. You know, and uh, and so and also those of you who came to the all black national convention will notice that the energy was super high. The love was on 12. Everybody was hugging. Everybody was feeling good. People were supporting black owned businesses, all that. Well, that's because we deliberately and with intentionality took the frequency up here. Queen of Fuwa doesn't operate on that low frequency. Nuri Muhammad does not operate on that low frequency. So we had people there that was going to elevate the energy and the frequency of the of the experience. That's why you have so much black love in the, in the space. And what disturbed me is that there were so many people who said, I've never been in anything like this, where there's this many black people and there's not something horrible happening, right? There's not a fight. There's not chaos. There's not arguing. There's not whatever, right? So ultimately this music, music is, music is, is a heavy vibration. Music is definitely heavily spiritual. And, uh, and, and a lot of the music that you see is, is kind of uh, depressing uh, death music. Right. I'm not saying Summer Walker is responsible for this or Young M.A. It's her fault. I'm not saying all that. Young M.A. is traumatized. I think her brother got killed when she was 12 or 13. So my heart goes out to her, too. Right. Or him or that person. I don't know what the they I don't know how to use pronouns. And I ain't going to take time to learn how to do that shit. I'm sorry. Forgive me, but I'm just no. Anyway, let me keep going. Do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Hit the thumbs up. Share, subscribe. button if you haven't done it yet. Um, Also, uh, just so you know. Um, if you want to actually see the convention, we actually have a platform called allblackdigital.com where we're going to put a recording of the convention as well as do a lot of the, um, we're going to do all the panels over again throughout the years. we get ready for the one for next year. So uh, if you'd like to join and follow up on that, please feel free to go to allblackdigital.com. All right. So, um, so ex Annie, the question becomes, right? Like when you talk about Summer Walker and her terrible contract, and I empathize with that completely. Ex Annie, before the fact, 
before the fact, um, you know, why, why, what made her sign the contract, right? Is there a way to, um, is there a way to kind of look at that and, and understand why a rational person might say, you know what, 16% of something is better than 100% of nothing, right? Uh, you know, if, if, because some would say, well, if look, if there was a better deal out there, she would have taken the better deal. Or if there was room to negotiate, she would have negotiated the better deal. Um, but we know how it kind of works, right? A lot of artists are excited about the fame. And uh, I remember Exhibit was on that old show. Remember the show Pimp My Ride? And there was a guy on there who said he wanted to be an artist. And he and, and Exhibit was like, yeah, you got to protect your money. And the guy said, no, I just want people to hear my music. And, 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 the guy, and he was like, yeah, that'll last about six months. And then you're going to start thinking about the money, right? So uh, a lot of times it seems to me that people who are not famous will we'll do anything to become famous, right? They'll sell their soul and make that move and sign the contract, not even really read it. They're just excited because they're going to get signed. And 16% of nothing or of something is better than 100% of nothing. I'm going to go ahead and be honest with you. Um, I would, if I had no other options out there, I would consider a contract like that. I just would. I, I would just say, you know what? It's the price I got to pay. Um, you know, if I got to spend five years, I'd probably say, I'd probably try to put a time limit on it, right? The problem with New Edition's deal, in my view, we, we remember New Edition got screwed big time in their contract. The problem with New Edition's deal, in my view, was that it was so damn long. I think that shit was like 30 years. And them dudes didn't, I mean, they were like locked up longer than than, than Harriet Tubman's, you know, worst relatives. You know, like like they were, they were, they were in slavery, I think from 1981 to 2001 or 2005, it was something crazy like that. Right. So, so, um, so I think if you put a time limit on it, then that's, then it is what it is. And, and I think also the question is this, you know, when, when, when Rolling Stone magazine writes the article uh, and I agree, I agree with Madam president, Madam president uh, is the person who had brought it to my attention. She said, it seems like they just go through the hood and find poor people and say, let's exploit those poor people. Well, there's some point, where, where you have to kind of say, is there room for some degree of accountability in any of this, right? Or is it always a matter of simply saying the rich person exploited the poor person? The corporation exploited the artist, right? When, when last time I checked, I, I've never really seen any contracts where people were forced to sign anything. <clears throat> I've never seen contracts where they were written in invisible ink. You know, I've never seen contracts where somebody got drugged and forced to sign something while they were under the influence of, you know, of, of, of a narcotic. I, I've never, I haven't seen that. Right. Last I heard, as I remember, uh, when anybody remember vanilla ice and Suge Knight and that whole situation, anybody old enough to remember that where, um, where vanilla ice, <laughs> vanilla ice was like this magical white boy, you know, kind of like the Eminem of the early nineties or something. I don't know. And um, and Vanilla Ice, you know, had that song "Ice Ice Baby," and he became really famous. And he was like the ultimate wigger, and everybody loved him. And Vanilla Ice, uh, I guess Suge Knight wanted to sign him or something. And so, allegedly, um, uh, Suge Knight went to Vanilla Ice's house and hung him out the window by his legs or something, or like it was going to throw him off a building if he didn't sign the contract. Right now, obviously, that that's a problem. Right, those contracts are illegal. You can't do that to anybody. But I haven't heard, you know, Summer Walker or anybody else say, you know, Summer was forced to sign this deal, be, you know, because they hung her outside the window by her legs. Right. So so nobody forces anybody to sign the contract. So so I would be really curious if I was to ask 
uh, Summer, I'd, I'd like to ask her, you know, what do you have to say about this? How do you feel? Um, because Rolling Stone magazine is speaking on her behalf and, and they have a specific narrative. But I haven't really heard what Summer Walker has to say about her contract. Um, I did hear Megan the Stallion. I remember Megan the Stallion feeling like her contract was bad, etc. Um, and and remember these state the, this, this, these ideas, this belief is ex post, right? Remember we talked about ex ante versus ex post. Ex ante is before the fact. Um, would you the things you're saying right now, Megan the Stallion, right? Megan the Stallion I also feels like she signed a slave deal. The the question I would ask Megan the Stallion is. The things you're saying ex post, after you've become Megan Thee Stallion, after you're an international superstar, after everybody knows your name, after a corporation has or a company or a group of investors has put millions of dollars into making you into Megan Thee Stallion and creating your brand, are the things you're saying ex post the same things you'd be saying ex ante? The things you're saying after the fact, after you became famous, after everybody knows you, after you got Dr. Dre on speed dial, um, are these the same things you would have said? you know, three, four, five years ago, right? Uh, you know, because because here's the deal. What, what's happening right now is somebody else is, there's a, there's a, probably a thousand artists out there right now that are signing similar contracts right now that are watching, some of them may be watching this video right now and still signing these contracts. So so the question you ask, you ask yourself is, why would a person, if they're watching this video and they're hearing Dr. Boyce break down and explain, yeah, that's a that sounds like a pretty crappy deal or whatever, why would a person, assuming that they are intelligent and not stupid, not crazy, why would an unsigned, unknown artist who has no fame, who's not out there at all, why would he sign a deal that is considered to be a slave deal, knowing that it is a slave deal? Well, it's because how you feel before the fact is very different from how you feel after the fact. Before the fact, no risk has been taken, right? Before the fact, you're just a squirrel trying to get a nut. Before the fact, you're just one of a thousand talented people that shows up at the talent show trying to get a record deal, right? So, so you'll take anything to get to separate yourself from the pack. After the fact, now you're Megan the Stallion. Now you are Summer Walker. Now you're this international superstar. And one of the things that's interesting, and this is something to consider. I'm not even really taking a side on this. Like, but the only side I'm taking is like read your shit. You know, think about what you sign, right? Just know the record industry is going to screw people. They're going to not even screw people. They're going to make their paper. They're going to make their money, period. Go make your money. They're going to make their money. Period. That's what it is, right? It's what it is. I'm not, I told you, I, I tend to be overly objective. I don't get into the whole like, oh, I'm black. I is a, I is a victim, boss, because I just don't know how to read. So I didn't read my contract. I don't do that. I'm sorry. I believe black people are intelligent. I believe you're capable of being as smart as you want to be. So so, so, so the, 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 que- the, the question is, or the reality is that the things I say after I'm famous and everyone knows me are very different from the things I say when I'm not famous and no one knows me, right? How do you go from being unknown and unfamous to becoming an international superstar? Now, let me just, this is a misconception a lot of people have. Do you think it's talent? I mean, do y'all you, you really think it's talent? Like you give me, <clears throat> give me a yes or no. Give me a yes or no. Do y'all really think Megan the Stallion is the only woman out here who can rap and twerk at the same time? Give me a yes or no. Do you think that Megan the Stallion is the only woman on the planet who knows how to shake her ass and rap about sucking dick? Like, you know, like, like, do you really think, excuse my French, I'm sorry, it's too early in the morning for me to be talking like that. But seriously, do you really think Megan the Stallion is like just so rare, like, oh my God, I've never seen 
a woman take her clothes off on stage and and and, and rap, right? Like seriously, like do you think she's the only one? No, she's not the only one. There's like a million of them. It's probably like, you know, there's probably like 50, you know, twerking rappers within a, you know, a 10 mile radius of every single person on this video, right? So, so so what made Megan the Stallion famous wasn't just her talent. She's incredibly talented. I'm not saying she's not. Well, you know, but but what made the, the, these people famous is that somebody had to invest a lot of money, a lot of resources into pulling that person out of the crowd, making them stand out, like taking your talent and striking a match to it. Like, like think of your talent like gasoline on top of a pile of paper. If you can pour all the gasoline you want in the world on that paper, but it will never catch fire until somebody comes along with a match. Right. And and so uh, so you have a choice. You can either uh, pay somebody to to spark the fire and light the match or you have to figure out how to light the match yourself. Now, let me tell you a little story that's a little more optimistic. All right. So do me a favor. Please hit the thumbs up button, hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button. And in case you want to know, I do have this podcast actually on audio on Spotify and all that stuff. And I own it. I didn't sign no slave deal to do it. This is my thing. Uh, it's the Dr. Boyce Breakdown. So if you go to the Dr. Boyce Breakdown dot com or if you just search for the Dr. Boyce Breakdown on Spotify and Apple and all that, I'm on there. I'm on those you know places, but I didn't sign contracts with anybody. Uh, I own everything that I'm a part of, period. That's because I believe in ownership. All right. Because I don't I don't I'm not going to cry to you that I signed a slave deal with that, you know, it'll be kind of silly. Um, so, so let me give you a more optimistic way to kind of view this. Uh, there's this artist by the name, uh, t- somebody tell me who that artist is on the screen. Tell me if you know who that guy is on the screen, put his name in the chat. If you know who this person is. And this person is a rapper by the name of D one. Now D one is, uh, is an awesome dude, super smart. Uh, he lives in, uh, in, in New Orleans, or he's from New Orleans. And uh, and he is a former teacher who became um, a rapper because he realized that the rappers are the teachers in the black community. He realized that the rappers have more power to influence our young people than the teachers do. So he became a rapper. Now, D1 is really talented. D1 uh, has a lot of swag. He's super good. And I, he came and performed the all black national convention. And I just I just have a lot of respect for this young guy. And uh, and he was so talented that he got the attention of Lil Wayne and Cash Money Records. So Cash Money Records, uh, you know, with, with Juvie and, and, and Baby and, and, and all these is Slim and I, I can't name everybody on the BG. Uh, I, I don't know all the names of Cash Money Records, but these are all, you know, very well-known people. And, they, and I mean, there's nothing there, there's nothing bigger in the music industry, in my view, than to be signed by Cash Money or to be invited to sign with Cash Money. I mean, that's kind of, you know, the thing, right? Comes with a lot of, lot of problematic, potentially toxic uh, energy. But whatever, that's what, you know, that's what you want to do. Go, go ahead and do it. Well, D1 turned down Cash Money Records. D1 walked away from that. D1 said, ah, that's not quite my thing. No no disrespect, but that's not what I want to do, right? And then also D1, I think he had a deal with Epic or something. I don't remember which what label it was. And he didn't like the deal. He felt like he was being constrained. He felt like they were taking a little bit too much of his money. So D1 walked away. D1 went and became independent. And, and as a result of being independent, D1 is famous. He's successful. He makes a lot of money. Um, he's very happy, right? What's the difference between D1 and Megan Thee Stallion or D1 versus Summer Walker? Well, the difference is that D1 has this thing called financial literacy. You know, this the, the difference is that D1 isn't just a rapper. He also trained himself to be an investor. 
Um, D1 doesn't just understand how to go in the studio and make a great song. There's a million people that know how to do that. If you got talent, so what? I, I, no disrespect to your talent, but I'm telling, I'm sorry. I see, do you know how many talented rappers I see every day? Like we have an oversupply of rappers and some of them are like 50 years old. No disrespect to the 50 year old rappers in the building, but I mean, shit, we got generations. We got father, son, grandson, rapping do tri- trios like like literally like the black community has the market cornered on on rapping and singing talent we just that's just we're good at that right no problem but where we lack a little bit is the vision necessary to actually implement the uh the distributional and monetizational aspects of the recording music industry that's why white people come along they see your talent they say "Ooh, that looks good i can i can sell this and they package it up and they take it to somebody else and they sell it for a price that's 100 times higher than what you paid for it. And then we feel exploited. Well, that exploitation's real, right? The white man, you know, he's a son of a bitch, right? He's been doing this. I was reading to you guys the, earlier this week. We have our book club every week. You guys know that. In case you don't, now you know. And we read books like Black Labor, White Wealth by Dr. Claude Anderson. In this book, Dr. Anderson talks about how 500 years ago, <laughs> The Europeans and the Arabs went to Africa and took over their whole economic system and started making money off of the slaves and all the resources that existed in Africa. So basically, you might as well call yourselves Little Africa, because in America, that's what you are. That's what you, you they exploit you like they exploit everybody else. So the question becomes, you know, do I sit back and complain about the exploitation or do you say, well, how did you get me on that? You got me good, like basketball, right? If you're exploiting me by hitting a three-pointer every time you come down the court, I got to change my defense because I can't sit back and just cry every time you hit a three-pointer. Like, oh, man, every I, I would have beat you if you wasn't shooting, hitting all them shots. Like, who, who does that? That doesn't make any sense. Maybe what you do is you go back and you look at the X's and O's and you dissect the other team's offense and you say, okay, we can probably do the same thing. And also we can play defense when they come down and try to shoot a three, right? That's what that's what competitors do. And economics is a competitive sport. And maybe to some extent, this is the type of competition. Maybe Summer Walker's reps are like, you know what? We can you, we can play the victim card, right? Maybe they're saying, look, now that we've we've made you big, now we can go back and 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 create this impression that this record label exploited you and used you up, and that you're just an innocent little twenty five year old who didn't know what was going on, and and then it works, right? You know, like all oh, these men took advantage of me because I'm a woman and women aren't that smart. Like people do things like that. Gloria Allred has made probably a hundred, you know, three hundred million dollars, literally painting women as victims. Even though I don't believe women are always victims, I believe women are powerful. I believe women uh, sometimes the victim is the man, right? But it doesn't matter. That's not the country you live in. So maybe it's part of a game. But I will say, at the end of the day, financial literacy is a must. And 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 here's the thing, um, you know, I got a daughter. When I was watching my daughters dance in the Summer Walker last night, um, and I, I I saw them over there. They were in the mirror singing the lyrics and jumping up and down, and they were super excited because the album just came out. Um, I thought about our 11-year-old. Our 11-year-old, she she goes to dance class every week. She does singing recitals all the time. Um, and she wants to become an act. And she does acting class on Saturday. Like she's a, a performer to the 10th, to the nth degree. So, um, you know, I know she's going to have that talent. But what Daddy Boyce does is Daddy Boyce says, do you do understand that there are thousands and thousands of talented Black women out here. How are we going to separate you from the pack? So in addition to talking about what she's doing at dance class, 
in her singing recitals, in her acting class, I then say, okay, how do you become the boss? How do you understand the business model behind all of this? Do you understand that fame doesn't come from talent? Typically, talent is an talent is is a uh, is a component of fame, but it is not the it is what in mathematics. There's a term in mathematics they, they say something is a necessary but not a sufficient condition to achieve something. That means it's needed, but it, it ain't gonna get you all the way there. It's like it's like um to make good Kool Aid, you need some sugar, but sugar alone ain't gonna make you some good Kool Aid, right? You need the Kool Aid and the sugar. Do y'all understand what I'm saying, right? So sugar is a necessary component of good Kool Aid, but it's not sufficient to make a good. You can't put sugar in some water and stir it up and have it taste like Kool-Aid, right? That's not Kool-Aid. You need all the ingredients, right? So talent is a necessary aspect of fame, but it is not sufficient to create fame. Fame is manufactured like a product. Fame is manufactured no differently from the way the Ford Motor Company makes automobiles or Tesla or any other company. Fame is manufactured. Beyonce is a corporate product. Beyonce is a, is a product no different from from uh, from uh, from Vaseline to Hamburger Helper to Nike sneakers. Like Beyonce is a product. She's not just a talented singer because again, there are like a zillion talented singers out here. You think you really think Beyonce was the only person who showed up and said, I, I, I won, you know, talent shows my whole life and I can, I can shake my ass. And, and, and they, I mean, she's great. Don't get me wrong. Beyonce is, I mean, Beyonce is Beyonce. She's the best. Right. But without that corporate side, without that economic side, without understanding that those economics, you ain't going nowhere. In fact, uh, you know, I, 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 and this is something I want, this is me just kind of being biased in favor of the fact that we ignore the importance of fathers. Uh, and we know Tina Knowles is amazing too. Don't get me wrong. Tina, Amazing. But Matthew, you know, played that same role in Beyonce's life that Joe Jackson played in the lives of the Jacksons. Uh, Tiger Woods' daddy did that for him. Uh, you can go to Venus and Serena's daddy, Richard, stepped in. And they and these guys and, 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 and the men, you know, not to say women can't do this. I'm not in any way dismissing the importance of the mother. I, I believe the mother is the most important job that there is. But the fathers matter, too. And, and it was it was Matthew who saw all that talent and said, you're not just going to be another great singer in the hood. You're going to be a Uno that nobody knows about. Like you're going to be world famous. And in order for that to happen, we have to make business deals, not just deals where you get a chance to get on stage and shake your ass and sing. We want deals where you become, where you're sitting next to Jay-Z and doing Tiffany's ads and where Tiffany's had to pay you $5 million to do that ad. You, you need, you're going to become a corporate brand. So Summer Walker now is a corporate brand. And, and the challenge that she has, you know, is that it seems to me that whoever was advising her, whoever was representing her, whoever was responsible for sitting down and getting her the best contract she can get, either that person didn't do a good job or the market didn't allow for very many options for Summer and Summer simply took the best deal that was available. Or another possibility is that somebody just didn't read the damn contract, which happens all the time. Because, I mean, those things are hard to read, to be honest with you. Like, it's like all this, you know, pages and pages of crap and, and disclaimers and all that. So so there is a, a bias there. There is an unfairness there, right? You, you have a 20-year-old kid sitting across the table from a 50-year-old 50, 50 man who's done a thousand deals. Um, it's no different from when Jerry Heller uh, sat down with Ice Cube and Eazy-E and Dr. Dre back with NWA back in the day. And what he did was he put a 
$80,000 check in front of each one of them and said, um, you, if you sign this paper, you can have that check for $80,000. And Dr. Dre said, all of us signed the check because we'd never seen that much money before in the hood. The only person who did not sign that check was Ice Cube. And because Ice Cube had a different kind of vision or maybe Ice Cube didn't need the money, whatever it was, Ice Cube was a little bit different. And so if you want to know why 30 years later, Ice Cube and I can get on the phone. Think about this. He's a gangster rapper. I'm a college professor. How is it that, uh, that a gangster rapper and a college professor can get on the phone and have so much in common? It's because we understand what it means to be uh, a strategic black man. We both understand what it means to live in a world where people, if you're not prepared, people will exploit you. We both understand what it means to live in a world where white folks have made all the money and they made it off black folks. And there's a point where you must decide, am I going to be a victim or am I going to um, elevate my thinking? And somebody else says Ice Cube had a father that does play a part in it too as well. My father, um, I remember many times my father sat down with me and said, don't do that. That's stupid. Like the like dads will do that. I mean, I'm not saying mothers can't. Mothers are great in their own way. I told you mothers are extraordinary, but a mother is not a father and a father is not a, is not a mother. And there's something that my father gave me in terms of toughness that if I did not have that, I don't know how I'd be. I don't know if I'd be able to engage the world the way that I do. Right. Because I would have gotten my model of manhood from the wrong sources. I'd be listening to some rapper or listening to somebody I saw on TV or whatever or, 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 you know, whatever it is. Right. So so fathers do matter. You know, so if you have kids, try to make sure your kids have a damn daddy, man. Like, stop acting like daddies aren't important. Like, that's the most ridiculous shit ever. And a community with no daddies is is a defenseless community, period. I know the mothers are strong. The mothers can pick up guns and and sticks and and and, and imitate men, right? We got plenty of women that want to that want to imitate men, but you ain't no goddamn man. You, you're not. I'm sorry. Just like I'm not a woman, I can put on a dress and high heels. I can even do like little Nas X and pretend like I'm pregnant, but I ain't never gonna be no woman. I would never have the proper equipment. I would never be qualified for the damn job. So let's just stop pretending and let's stop letting white people tell us who to become. Let's become who we're meant to be. And uh, and so uh, that's my two cents on the issue. Um, I wish Summer Walker the best. I heard a little bit of her album. It, it ain't quite my thing, to be honest with you. But but my daughters loved it. And when my daughters and my kids like really get into something, I pay attention. I'm like, oh, wow, what is that? And I try to get into their world and understand it. And, and right now it seemed like Summer Walker was a big deal. And I was like, OK, let me look into this. And, you know, and, and I can tell you, if you listen to the lyrics of the music, what makes me very sad as a as a father is I, I hear a lot of sadness. And I don't think life is supposed to be depressing and sad for black people. I think life can be happy. I think you can operate on a higher vibration. I think that all of us need therapy. I'm telling you, every black person listening right now, you probably need therapy. I, I know I need therapy. Shit, I got two therapists that I talk to on a regular. I got therapists. I got coaches. I got all kinds of people. Not so much because I've got these problems that are holding me back, but because I want to get over my own bullshit so I can operate on the highest frequency I possibly can. I have to, I want to get knowledge of self. I want to understand how I can actually become the best version of myself so that my own BS doesn't block me from my possibilities. Do you understand how many people uh, consistently block their own blessing? Like, do you know how many people actually have like a hater that lives inside your body 24 hours a day that, that stops you from everything you can ever become? Like, do you, do you know how many times like, like, like we 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 have so much depression and sadness in the community because because we have this trauma and we don't know what to do with it. And also, did you know that trauma actually sits inside your body and fucks up your health? Did you know that they've done studies on this? That traumatized people 
who haven't dealt with the trauma properly and haven't learned how to properly process it are more likely to have all kinds of health ailments, you know, all kinds of like everything from, you know, the heart disease and diabetes and all kinds of crap. Right. So deal with your shit, man. So you can become the best person that you want to be and stop stigmatizing things like self-help and therapy. I mean, it doesn't mean you're weak. It just means you're not you want to be stronger. Right. I want to be as strong as I can possibly be. So I have the utmost respect for the therapists that are in the building because uh, because you are a blessing to the lives of so many people. And I, I know that my therapists have helped me a lot. So anyway, guys, that's it. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, I had these thoughts. Thank you for listening. It was wonderful talking to you. And again, uh, the podcast is on Spotify. So if you go to the drboicebreakdown.com, you can actually find the audio version of this podcast. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button if you have not done that yet. And also, if you want to support the channel, um, if you want to be a patron and get free stuff and all kinds of things, you can feel free to go to intelligentblackpeople.com. The URL is on the screen. That's intelligentblackpeople.com. We believe in intelligent black media and we believe in elevating the conversation. And by the way, if I said anything in this conversation that pisses you off or offends you, just join the club. I, I, I offend everybody, but it wasn't intentional. Um, but I have a commitment to tell the truth based on what I'm saying. Doesn't mean it's the ultimate truth, but it is my truth. And that's what I'm going to share, period. All right, guys, have a good day. Love you. God bless you. And uh, I will see you all very, very soon. Take care. Peace. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to coach after three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Believe none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are.